You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Today, I'm excited to introduce our guest, Olivia Mitchell. Olivia is a functional fertility dietitian with a focus on women's hormone health and fertility. She's passionate about getting couples better answers that take the stress out of fertility challenges, all while improving the health of the couple and their future family, which if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know it's something that is really important to me as well. Olivia's passion for fertility and depth of knowledge makes her stand out in this field. I'm excited for today's interview with you. So let's dive in. I'm your host, Hannah Bowers, and I'm thrilled to invite, um, well, actually welcome today's guest. So Olivia, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to spend time with us. Absolutely, Hannah. I can't wait. I love talking all things hormones and fertility. Oh, I know. And I love it. I I get on Instagram and watch your videos and I just eat them up. I love everything you post. I love all your videos. I just think you communicate so well and you articulate your passion for this in such a beautiful way. So thank you for all you contribute to the world of fertility. And you as well. It's such a, it's such a unique, I think a needed space that I, 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 everyone involved in it seems to be connected in some way. And so so I just love connecting with you and others. It's really, really special. It is. It is. So one of the things that you talk about regularly, um, and I feel like it's almost, it's really unique to you. You're one of the first people who I ever came across who was talking about this is you talk about stress in the context of our fertility. And I wondered if you could kind of break down for us what it means to have something stress our fertility. Yes, that's a great question. And I'll first start off by saying I was really kind of scared to approach it this way. And I, I, I wasn't sure if this was a great way to get this very important message across, but I think it's too important not to. And so that's why I just leaned into it. And especially with my own story and seeing so many similar women have a similar story. It's just such a missed opportunity in fertility optimization that, um, you know, I just decided to like dive feet first into this. So really what it means to have our fertility be stressed. And and this concept is one that I like to break down first before explaining, because Mm -hmm. yes, it's such an unhelpful narrative to say like, oh, well, you know, stress impacts fertility. So stop stressing, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what we're talking about. And in (laughs) fact, the reason why we get so into this idea of understanding what stressing your fertility is to kind of break down that unhelpful narrative first, And actually think, okay, what in my lifestyle is actually keeping my fertility from being its best, right? Mm -hmm. And our fertility does oftentimes have to have, and not all cases, everyone's of course unique, but our fertility is its best whenever other things in the body are taken care of, right? Whenever Mm -hmm. other really important jobs are tucked in, we're feeling good about those. And our fertility is oftentimes like a bonus. Our body says, okay, our thyroid is operating well. Our adrenals, which is our stress system, they're they're doing okay. You know, like we're handling our life well. Our gut health is in good working order. So now 
all those things contribute to our best fertility. But when Mm -hmm. specifically those three, I found to be the most common areas in the body that can stress our fertility. So when they're stressed, when they aren't their best, then they pull resources from both male and female fertility, right? That's important to note too. And this is where we see so many women and couples struggle with unexplained infertility, just fertility struggles in general, and ultimately kind of getting to that point where they're referred for IVF, but they are kind of shocked because wait, what, what, that's it, right? Like we tried for a year Mm -hmm. and now it's IVF time, you know, isn't there something else? So that's what we think about when we think of what is stressing our fertility, the systems in our body that number one are impacted heavily by our diet and lifestyle. And number two, if they aren't working optimally, will actually stress our fertility. So that conceptually is kind of what I mean by that. And I will, how I want people to think about that. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I love what you pointed out there about that shock factor of like going in, trying for a year and then just being sent off to IVF without even addressing these things, because I hear that story multiple times a week. Like, wow, we had no idea and we've got no other options. I I see you nodding your head. So I know that this is not a surprising thing for you to hear. No, it's so unfortunate. And the standard fertility care model is basically that try for a year. If you're not pregnant, come back for Mm -hmm. IVF. And Mm -hmm. listen, I, I know you're the same way. We're supportive of any couple, any way Mm -hmm. that you want to make your family possible. Mm -hmm. IVF is an incredible treatment and I support a lot of couples going on for IVF. However, we, when we go to IVF, we want to set ourselves up for the best success. Mm, and if our, if our fertility or hormones are stressed, then we aren't going to be having the best success in IVF outcomes without mm-hmm. diving into asking those questions and figuring out why. So mm-hmm. this isn't a anti or pro IVF. This is a, you still have to figure out what's going on in your body with your hormones, with these main systems to set your, yourself up for success, no matter what your journey looks like. Mm, It's so true. Some of these things that optimizing them will actually give you a better success if you choose to go that route, which is just like, wow, to maybe not have to go multiple cycles or maybe, maybe the first time, you know, that's just an incredible thought. And on top of that, Hannah, I mean, you know, I just, this is such an important piece that I want people to realize it's not, yes, success is ultimately a lot of times, obviously like having that positive pregnancy test, right? Like that is Mm -hmm. success. But the great thing about what we're talking about is you are successful in also improving your health, improving Mm, your, the the health and the flow of your pregnancy Mm -hmm. and actually taking these steps now can set your baby up for better success all the way in health all the way into their adult years. So this is a huge missed opportunity. I I mean, I I call it the fertility gap. I think it's just a gap in the system that Mm -hmm. is so prevalent. And it just takes a lot of couples, like you said, by complete surprise. It's just like, Mm -hmm. well, wait a minute, you know, is this all? And unfortunately, if you're not open to like taking a step back and asking questions like that, then you're just, you just go right. You know? And and again, like maybe that's what you want and that's okay. But a lot of times it just, it's just like, okay, well, that's what we have to do. That's what we will do. But Mm -hmm. 
it's taking that step back, taking that breath and figuring out what other options are there that can embody all those definitions of success that we just mentioned. Mm, Absolutely. So as we were talking about that, you know, we're kind of like peeling back the layer on something completely new, probably for a lot of people who are listening. Can you kind of break down for us some of the common factors you see stressing someone's fertility? Yeah, great question. So those three systems that I briefly mentioned, um, you know, thyroid, gut, adrenal, those are three that often have the far reaching effects on, uh, into fertility. So those are what we call root causes, right? Mm. What are those root causes, the upstream root causes that are stressing someone's downstream fertility? So when we see things and you can, we kind of like to reverse engineer this, right? So when we see things like hormone imbalance, whether that's, you know, I mean, name, pick your poison here, right? This could be low estrogen, low progesterone, estrogen dominance in relation to progesterone cortisol issues. This could be um, even things like low egg retrieval rates in IVF um, period issues, right? So many things that first we have to identify as downstream causes or issues First, we have to identify, okay, these things might have a reason behind them and likely do have a reason behind them. Then we can kind of take a few steps back and say, yeah, let's talk about the thyroid, the gut, and the adrenals. And I mean, I could talk for hours on each of those (laughs) topics individually, as I'm sure you know, Hannah. But in general, I mean, again, if a, a few examples here. If we have, we'll just start with thyroid, right? I kind of talk about, there's a a common, I didn't make this up, but there's um, something called a tag. It's it's kind of a triangle. I'm making a triangle here with my hands. And it's just, it's that thyroid, adrenal, gut triangle. They're so connected to each other Mm. and ultimately so connected to those those symptoms or or Mm -hmm. downstream things we just mentioned. But for example, if our thyroid is struggling and one thing important to note here is, you know, you can have normal thyroid labs, but still have what I call suboptimal thyroid. And and that's Mm. something that, you know, again, you kind of got to like dive in and and ask those questions and get better answers. If we have a suboptimal thyroid, then we can see things like poor follicle development in in Mm. women, low egg retrieval rates in women. We can actually see sperm concentration issues in men with low thyroid. Low thyroid happens in men too, just less frequently. Um, We can see period problems, right? So thyroid is a huge root cause. That's number one. Briefly, again, I mean, very briefly. (laughs) Adrenals is that next one. And this is probably the Oh man, again, it's kind of like which came first, a chicken or the egg, right? Thyroid affects <laughs> adrenals and adrenal affects thyroid. Again, that's why that triangle is so important to remember. But adrenal health, when we are stressed, and again, kind of breaking down this idea of stress, stress can be what you typically think of as stress, right? Like just too much on your plate, whether that's your job or your family or finances. But stress can also be maybe not eating enough or maybe exercising too much for our current lifestyle, or it can be um, having nutrient deficiencies or inflammation in the body. So that affects those adrenals, right? So Mm -hmm. basically we're just not able to keep up 
those adrenals are kind of just worn out, right? Um, this idea of adrenal dysfunction can happen in the body. And the important takeaway with the adrenals is that your adrenals make your sex hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have low estrogen, low progesterone, if you're seeing that in hormone testing that you do, if you're struggling with implantation, having recurrent pregnancy loss, miscarriage, trouble conceiving in the first place, what are those adrenals doing? Right. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a stress. That's a, that's stressing your fertility. And then the last piece is the gut, the gut. We are learning so much more about the gut and its connection to fertility. The one that fascinates me the, the most is its connection with both sperm health in men and egg quality in women. Mm. Also the connection of PCOS and gut health in women, which again mm. is one that we could go on forever about. But again, so those end symptoms, all those things that we mentioned, whether it's again, period problems, hormone imbalances, sperm issues, egg quality issues, it's really important to ask why. And, and those three areas can be, I, they, I have found in my practice of working with hundreds of couples that those are three most common factors that I see stressing someone's fertility. Hey friends, before we listen to the answer to that question, I wanted to pause and let you know that Needed announced that they have made a big update to their pre and probiotic formula. Now, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you probably know that I'm a big fan of Needed's pre and probiotic. It is an evidence-based probiotic formula that is really designed to support women's health, fertility, and you can continue taking this all the way through pregnancy and into postpartum. So it's really a gold mine. But recently they have now added Saccharomyces boulardii, which is a really beneficial fungal strain. Um, now don't freak out. Some fungus is really good for you, which Saccharomyces is. Um, and so this specific Saccharomyces boulardii can help to balance out any um, fungal overgrowths or or any imbalances that you might have with other fungal strains in your gut. So this is a fantastic addition to whatever you're doing in your routine. If this is something that you're interested in trying, you can head over to thisisneeded.com. You can use my code blissberrywellness20, save 20%. Um, and I can't wait to hear what you think of it. So with that, let's get back to that question. And I, I really appreciate how you emphasized that the actual like the things that we see and we think like, oh, I have period irregularities or I'm having trouble with egg retrieval or whatever it is. We see that as like the thing. Yes. Yeah. But I, I, I think that the challenge when we see that as the thing is that we often don't think that there are other things that can be done, but you just provided us with this greater picture like that's the tip of the iceberg. Now let's look under it, the iceberg. Exactly. I love that iceberg analogy. Mm -hmm. That's such an important one to remember. And unfortunately, that's just not how our medical model works. So that's not mm -hmm. how a lot of people think about their health, right? We're not yeah. trained to think that way. We're, you know, we're a pill for an ill world, right? Like, right. it's a diagnostic happy, you know, we're slapping diagnosis on everything. And then and then you get a supplement and or a medication. Um, but yeah, it when you do stop to think and even I just break it down to one word with for people, why just ask why? Mm. Mm -hmm. Right. If, if this sounds so confusing, you're like, wait a minute, I don't even know where to start. When, if you have, like you said, Hannah, if you see that end result, even something like low AMH, right. Mm -hmm. Which is a common, your listeners mm -hmm. may be familiar with that as a mm -hmm. as a fertility marker. So oftentimes women get that low AMH and they think, well, 
that's it for me. You know, IVF is the only way I'm going to, I'm going to become a mom. But why is that EMH low? Mm-hmm. Just ask that. Just ask that. Yeah. Right. It's a million dollar it, question. <laughs> it is. And if you're willing to ask it, if you're willing to get people on your team that will dive into that with you, you will just be amazed at the world of possibilities that open up to you. Mm, absolutely. So I want to key in here before we wrap up on one thing you were talking about that sometimes it, when hearing from couples or um, talking to people in my group is you kind of keyed it on the adrenals. Mm. And I feel like the adrenals tend to be that area of the body where it's like, nah, it can't be, you know, the adrenals are just kind of like this concrete solid system. So can you just take us for a minute on a journey about why and how they're important for fertility? I know you did it a little bit already, but just a little bit of a deeper dive. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is one where I think it's just so beneficial for anyone trying to conceive, especially any woman trying to conceive to get a better look at. And, um, uh, I use the Dutch test for this, which again, mm-hmm. some of your lis- listeners may be familiar with the Dutch test is a fantastic, I think the gold standard for addressing oh, cortisol. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so good as well as other hormones that are connected. Again, we have to remember all hormones are connected. So the thing that I want you to think about with adrenals and, and that one hormone that very, just one hormone cortisol, it's again, connected with the entire picture is that if the adrenals are stressed, if they're struggling, if they just can't keep up with the day-to-day demand, and let's be honest, our modern on the go, right? Lifestyles where we're just always wanting more, needing more, doing more. We kind of wear it. And a lot of the women I work with, and this is my history as well, right? Like, I don't know about you, Hannah, but I used to take it as a badge of honor to be like super busy, right? <laughs> right. It's yes, like, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I like to say, I'm sorry if this is inappropriate, but I like to say, like, I was in the, the world of like kicking ass and taking names. I was like, let's do it. Like, right. The more <laughs> yeah. I can get done, like, the more, the better I am, oh, yeah. right? Who needs sleep? Exactly. Right. The whole like sleep when you're dead narrative and this like, you know, and there's, that's very common and for good reason, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're young, we're establishing our career. Like, you know, many people graduate college and they're just like in the job world. And that's just all we know. Right. Mm -hmm. Our adrenals basically have two, our body, uh, actually our nervous system has two states. It's a rest and digest state or a fight and flight state. Um, I coin these as welcome baby mode and no place for a baby mode in my program, just to kind of like, you know, get us thinking that in that way. And basically if we live too much in the no place for a baby mode, then that's where we see issues with this general term hormone imbalance, right? This is where we see like, okay, my estrogen is off. My progesterone is off. I'm not ovulating or maybe I right have long cycles, painful cycles. Um, that all stems, it can all stem from that adrenal stress picture. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's super, super important. Whether or not there's an actual diagnosis here, whether or not you're in an actual stage of adrenal dysfunction or adrenal PCOS, S, which is a subset mm-hmm. of PCOS, the adrenals still need to be functioning at a certain baseline to then take on that bonus project. Like we mentioned very back <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, right? That bonus mm-hmm. concept of saying, yeah, we, we have enough, like we have enough resources. We're not too stressed. Let's 
maybe try to ovulate really strong this month, right? Let's make mm. enough estrogen for that little egg to implant in the uterine lining. Let's make enough progesterone after a strong ovulation to support that first critical two week wait and those first critical weeks after that positive pregnancy test to prevent a miscarriage, mm. right? But if your body is in no place for a baby mode, well, right? Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. It's not going to mm -hmm. do those things. And so that is why adrenal health is one that I talk so much about and why is a core root cause that we address in our fertility unlock program as well. Mm. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it, if you don't have that system nourished functioning optimally, it's going to be really hard to take that next step, even with all of the extra outside support, whatever yeah. that looks like. Yeah. It seems like it's a big one. That's got to be taken oh, seriously. And this is where I see a lot of couples. And this is why our program is structured the way it is, is, you know, a lot of questions are about the end stage things like we talked about, right? The downstream mm -hmm. specific hormone imbalance or specific problem or what supplement to take. Right. Mm-hmm. And all those are great. All those are legitimate, important questions. But if we don't look at the root cause, if we don't look at the upstream issue, imbalance, stressor, then we're really not going to get the change that we want to see in those downstream issues. And supplements just are only going to scratch the surface, right? Mm -hmm. Supplements can only do so much. You can't out supplement adrenal dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate you saying that too, just because in the world, what we're in, it's often a, just take X, Y, and Z yes. and it'll all be good. And while I think that that comes from a place of meaning, well, it never really goes beyond the surface of symptom treatment, yeah. which is really what we want to, we want to change that mindset of not really just treating symptoms, but actually treating what it is that's going on. You got it, Hannah. And, and this is something that really, I kind of like opened my eyes a few years to in the functional world, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've been pretty, I've been in the functional medicine world my entire career. And, you know, it's, it's appreciating the differences and why we need allopathic medicine and when we don't, and when we don't, and when we need a functional approach. Um, but one thing that I was kind of turned on to or tuned into is like, yeah, wait a minute. You know, we don't love the idea of just this pill for an ill, right? Like you go to the doctor, you have headaches. Well, here's a pill, right? You go to the mm -hmm. doctor, you have depression. Here's a pill. You know, I maybe don't really love that. Of course, medic medicine is important if and when needed, but I was kind of seeing the same thing happening in the functional world. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying, you know, yeah. oh, you're tired. Here's magnesium. Oh, you're stressed. Here's HPA support. Take this blend, right? Take this supplement. Mm -hmm. And again, it's well-meaning, but we're just not actually getting people well and getting people in this case pregnant mm -hmm. um, by doing that. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure, and I can see it in your work too, how you, how you present that. It's definitely a core philosophy of not treating a pill for the ill. And um, I think that's just one thing that I really appreciate. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think people are understanding this more. I think people mm -hmm. are looking for different approaches. They're understanding that there's more that needs to be done. Albeit it's not the most popular go-to yet. Yeah. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> I mean, we do what we do because we know the people we help uh, are so 
incredibly, I mean, really changing their lives by this type mm-hmm. of medicine. Um, but it's not for everyone and that's okay. I, I like to say, you know, my work is not for everyone, but for who it is for, like the, I will be, that's, that's their jam, right? Like this is, we are such a strong team when, when we decide that we want to ask those, that why when mm-hmm. we decide we want more, when we decide we want to dive deeper and those, that's why I do what I do. Oh, absolutely. Well, in the spirit of diving deeper, do you mind taking a minute just to tell our listeners about how they can connect with you? Um, Before we wrap up, I want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to find you, hear about what you do, and then um, hopefully reach out. For sure. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram at yourfertility.yourfuture. That's where I do most of my education and um, just promotion even about our program. So we have developed a, an online store and um, everything can be found in the store. So it's really easy. Instagram, you look at our bio, you can see everything you need there to take the next steps. There's um, a free root cause quiz to get you going to see again, Mm -hmm. like what root cause of the ones that we talked about, right? What could be stressing my fertility? Once you understand that, then you're able to really understand, okay, what do I need to do about that? And that's where the program, the fertility unlock program is a huge benefit for trying to conceive couples. And then just this year, well, the end of last year, and then we kind of like um, added a ton of new features just at the beginning of this year is our tribe. So we have an amazing tribe of people just like you who want more for their trying to conceive journey. And it's a place for support. It's a place for evidence-based curriculum education, getting your questions answered by our team. And if you're just curious, or maybe you're just like not quite sure, you know, how you want to proceed, or um, if starting a a full-blown program is right for you, then the tribe is such an amazing resource to have in, on your, in your corner. It was really created because, you know, this trying to conceive space, as I'm sure many of your listeners know, can be lonely, right? Mm -hmm. And it can be isolating. And especially if, you know, you're at that age where all your friends are getting pregnant, and every family get together you have someone asks you you know when it's your turn or someone announces that they're pregnant it can feel really lonely mm-hmm. and so the tribe is was made for that support and for really helping people to navigate this journey in a community and um so that's really an amazing place to be too again everything's on my instagram Fantastic. Well, we'll link to all of that below in the show notes, but Olivia, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to us about the adrenals, the iceberg of fertility, just all of it. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Hannah. This was really fun and keep up the amazing work. So I'm I'm so glad that your listeners have you. All right, friends. Well, that wraps up today's episode of the Baby Does Fertility Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode.